It's DTS-80. Bodies are floating in the crucible. Doors are broken. But the Bungie Weekly Update returns this Thursday. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. What's up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon. I totally forgot to do this. We're recording it after the show, so I'm throwing it at the front. Just a huge thank you to all of the listeners. We got the official word from Podbean.com that Destiny the Show was in the top 10 podcasts in Games and Hobby Hobbies, that section for 2015. Huge thank you to you guys. Like Podbean is a massive podcast uploading hosting site, and to be in the top 10 for 2015 is just a real honor for Diddy and myself completely only possible because you guys and your awesome support even during these dry times where there's not a lot of news our listenership continues to grow the community gets bigger you guys are just awesome and what a a sweet surprise you know yeah thank you oh my god it means so much you know it's my biggest accomplishment in 2015 was is that top 10 list and that's we love doing this, and we're going to continue to do it, even if there's nothing to talk about. We can find something. Destiny is an ever-growing world, and stuff is going <laughs> to change and get better, man. We are only at the beginning of this journey. Diddy and I have a lot of confidence and faith in this franchise, and I'm telling you what, this is going to be a huge, huge year for Destiny, and I can't wait, man. I just want to see what's going to happen at E3 when we're going to start seeing what the next era of destiny actually looks like you know yeah because this is we're still in the first phase of destiny you know this is destiny's first sequel you know our only sequel whatever it's it's the next big destiny game taken king was pretty big it's a good nice expansion this destiny 2 coming out this this at the end of this year is huge so it's going to be really interesting and really important to see where destiny goes moving forward Absolutely. Well, enjoy the show, guys, and we'll check in with you at the end. What is up, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Joined, as always, by my awesome co-host, Diddy. How was your week? What did you do? How's Flynn? Did you play any games? Dude, this week was pretty good. Flynn is doing so awesome. He can now go up and downstairs. (laughs) Going downstairs is a a bit of a task, though, because uh, apparently it's, it's a lot harder for dogs to really just fall forward and go down the stairs and Mm -hmm. since he's a little smaller still since he's still a puppy he's only about i think 11 weeks old i think that's how old he is nice um but uh, he's getting a little heavier so it's good that he's learning to walk up and down the stairs because we're on the second floor and when he went to take him to the bathroom at like 2 a.m well i say we i mean sanic (laughs) she has to do all of it because i get to work um but it's he's getting a little heavy so it's nice that he's able to do it himself now very good what'd you play this week if anything um i didn't play a lot of games this week in general because we were focusing on training flynn a little bit more um and i had some work things to do after hours but then i played some destiny uh, and just some casual crucible again Um, i started using i figured played the last word Played with it a little bit. I still have a year one. I don't have a year two yet. So I was just playing normal skirmish. Um, it's it's pretty good. I like it. I did not bring the thorn out as your recommendation. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep that gun in the vault locked away <laughs> because uh, I don't want to be that guy. 
Um, but uh, then I played the new league season. The new league 6.1 patch came out, so that was fun. Yeah. Do you like the yeah. changes to the queue? No. No. <laughs> what 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 are the complaints? Because I'm seeing a lot of people complain about it. So they changed solo and duo queue to you can queue up in a solo-ish game mode as five people, as a five-man pre-made team. Hmm. And those five-man pre-made teams will be matched with a new squad of totally randoms of wow. solo players. And that's not good. And no. this was actually some big hot commodities, you know, uh, some talks on the League of Legends subreddit and some comments were like, hey, Halo had this issue as well in Halo 2 and they implemented big party matchmaking, you know, matching three players with three players, four players with four players, etc. Yeah. Um, and Destiny, I think, has been doing that at least for a little bit. I don't know if it originally did that, but I have seen, uh, but then again, you do get some Iron Banner games where it's just like f a six-man team against a bunch of solo players. So. Yeah. Um, it at least it tries to, I think, do the big party matchmaking. But uh, for League, I don't think it's good to do that because League of Legends is a game that's just so heavily reliant on teammates that yeah. I don't think that's going to ever be a good idea. Excellent. All right, this week I played a little bit of Destiny as well. My internet's been kind of borked, as you know, so recording this today, we might have a few awkward pauses that I try and take out in editing. So I've been doing Ocarina of Time speedrunning again until that uh, internet issue gets resolved. <laughs> Should be fixed in the next few days, but uh, Ocarina of Time, fun game. For those of you who didn't know, I've just sort of speedrun a little bit of any percent for last couple years on and off. I enjoy it. I'm pretty close to 23 minutes, like... Uh, 2312 is my PB, and if I can get below 23 minutes, I will be super excited. But I think we have quite a bit of things to talk about. It's our last news dry week-ish. It's the last week before the Bungie weekly update returns. So how about we hop into the news? News! All right, so the first thing I wanted to talk about was a phenomenal video over on Planet Destiny called Seven Needed Crucible Improvements. Cosmo tweeted out asking video makers to voice their concerns towards the Crucible, and this video did a really good job of talking about a lot of stuff that you and I want to mention here, Diddy, and sort of make a discussion out of. The video was by Story Machine, and I must say, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Your initial reactions to the video? I really liked it. I think he makes... He said what needed to be said, I think, and that's really yeah. not popular in yep. gaming, uh, saying what needs to be said, you know, really taking uh, everything to brass tacks, you know, laying it out for everybody. And some of his concerns I didn't even think about, like, for instance, one of them, I'll just mention it, we can talk about it a little bit later, was um, let's give a more emphasis to primary weapon gameplay, you mm -hmm. know, special ammo and heavy weapons. Uh, heavy weapons not so much but they're really abundant in the crucible and i think if there is a little bit more emphasis on the primary weapon game i think it would be uh, a little bit better absolutely so let's start off i guess talking about the skill-based matchmaking versus a connection in a peer-to-peer -peer system in destiny there is skill-based matchmaking we don't know exactly how that system works bungie's never gone into full detail about matchmaking but very often the game will prioritize you with players near your skill base or your skill ranking that's hidden behind your name versus the connection. And Trials was actually one of the first times that they'd spoken out about this saying, hey, we're going to prioritize connection over skill. 
And the early trials, wouldn't you say, Diddy, it was very nice. It was very enjoyable in terms of connection. Yeah, it was it was a lot better to do those better connection games, you know, actually hitting shots that you expected to hit and stuff like that, um, especially like for self-resing, um, mm-hmm. you know, sniping them as they come up again or, you know, teammate revives them, getting those revive snipes off. They're just not possible on ba- uh, worse connections. It's... And it just really takes away from that really high competitive skill gap yeah. um, for the really the top tier players. You know, they have these movements and mechanics and gameplay ideas and knowledge that really require that immediate connection. Mm-hmm. And in a Twitch space shooter, you know, it's going to be like frames, milliseconds matter. And on lower connections or slower connections, you just can't play that way. Absolutely. And there's some pretty obnoxious connection matches that I bet any of our listeners have gotten into within Destiny. And it's very interesting to me. The skill-based matchmaking is super apparent when I'm over on the PlayStation 4. By the way, I ended up getting a PlayStation 4. I think that's the first time I've mentioned it here on the show. Nice. And been rolling a character up over there. And when you first start PvP out on a fresh account, I'm telling you what, those lobbies are delicious. It's uh, You're playing with... <laughs> much lower skill level players than what I am over on the Xbox One, the primary console. So it's very fun, but you definitely notice a difference. And I don't know how heavily the skill-based matchmaking is prioritized, but the higher you get, I feel like the more punished you are. Like the higher rank you are in terms of your skill and destiny, the more punished you are because you've got a smaller pool of players to connect with. Mm -hmm. And those connections don't seem to matter quite as much. A lot of players right now are using the Net Duma router that's been recommended by Triple Rec and a handful of other Destiny streamers and YouTubers. And what this router does is it lets you see the pings of the players who you are connected to. It also lets you limit the region of players you can connect to. So if you're on the West Coast, you can say, I only want to match people within X amount of miles of me to try and reduce the amount of lag uh, and reduce the poor connection games that you can have. And some of the folks who have these NetDuma routers are getting matches with ridiculous pings, six and 700 MS pings, just connecting into their normal games. And that is a little ridiculous. In fact, you and I talked about the NetDuma router before the show. What do you think of it in terms of players having to use a third-party hardware, not having, but choosing to use a third-party piece of hardware to try and improve their matchmaking experience? I think it goes along the lines of network manipula- manipulation. So like uh, standbying, um, I, I would say it's cheating because you are manipulating Destiny's built-in netcode. And sure, it's not the best, but going out of your way to spend $200, $300 on a piece of hardware to play one game better or maybe two or three games better. I don't know what games you're playing, but just to play Destiny a little bit better... I don't really see the point um, for people like Triple Rec and people make a living off of streaming PvP gameplay. I can start to understand, but it, at the same time, it's I still think it's network manipulation. I don't really agree with it. Yeah, in my opinion, I'll play the other side of the coin. If you are somebody who has a NetDuma router, uh, I have no ill will towards you whatsoever. I think that the Destiny's connection problems are so severe that if you want to improve that experience and you see this router or you see uh, any piece of equipment that like lets you limit the high ping players that you can connect to, I, I don't have an inherent problem with it. It's not something that I would do, 
But I think it's indicative of a bigger problem, obviously. If people are willing to spend $200 on a router that reduces those awful Crucible matches, Bungie, you've got an issue here. (laughs) And there's enough people where this router is growing in popularity. So I don't want to annoy anybody because I'm sure there's some of our listeners who have this router who go, dude, it makes the experience way better. And if you're a full-time streamer, you shouldn't have to deal with 900 MS ping players. Like, I get that. For me, I would never do that. That's just not, I mean, not my gig, but it's just indicative of an issue. So if, if we were to fix this, did in an ideal world, I would want a ranked and social distinction in the Crucible, just like Halo 3 had, where you have a ranked set of playlists and a social set of playlists. And the social playlists have maybe a small degree of skill-based ma- skill based matchmaking, but the connection is prioritized way more in those social lobbies so that you are getting good connection games, even if it has a much wider bell of skills of people that you're playing in there. Whereas the ranked, let that be more skill-based, influenced, and maybe the connections uh, aren't quite as good, but you still have that option, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would agree with that, and you hit the nail on the head. If people are going out of the way to buy that kind of router, it's uh, indicative of a larger problem. But the ranked and social distinction, oh my gosh, yes, I totally agree. Because Halo 3, perfect. It was perfect. There was it a was. ranked it was a ranked slayer and a social slayer. And it was the same game type, but it just one had didn't have ranks and it just didn't matter what you did there. You know, you just had a bunch of fun with your friends. And I so want that and man i think if you know i see maybe see a problem later down the road if the social playlists are implemented and they do prioritize that better connection are the competitive streamers going to only play social because the connection is better and then never touch ranked yeah another thing to consider absolutely you raise a good point there you know in the ranked lobby i'm sure people are okay waiting longer to get a tight skill-based match, but waiting for people in their skill range to show up. So like a high ELO league player, those streamers wait freaking forever to get a match. <laughs> I have a really relevant story about this. Yeah. So the le- the new league system lets you choose your role. Yeah. And so that naturally makes queue times a little bit longer. So it has to fit everybody together. It's like all and team builder. One streamer... I'm not going to name his name, uh, but he waited in queue for 51 minutes oh my to word. find a match. Was this because he, No, it wasn't. Okay. But he's like at the top 1%. You know, he's mm-hmm. in Challenger. You know, he's one of the best players in the game, right? Yeah. And then this new system they implemented, you have to lock in your champion. Otherwise, yeah. it forces you out of the game. Mm-hmm. It, ju- it forces a queue dodge, and it gives you a five-minute wait penalty before you can queue back up again Mm -hmm. so he waited 51 minutes and then he's last pick on his team so it takes another 10 minutes to go through picks and bands Mm -hmm. and it gets to him and he forgets to lock in his champion no (laughs) so it took him an hour to find a game and he just got kicked out because he didn't lock it in (laughs) and it was uh, and he was streaming this at the time so just think about that as a streamer you have these longer queue times. You have to find a way to entertain people for that longer queue yeah. time. Um, but to be honest, if Destiny implemented some type of something like that that made queue times a little bit longer, it would screw I EU would still, in Australia. By the way, 
that's yeah that's uh that's true and i would expect the game to be playable you know if mm-hmm. it was ranked and it f- uh, focused on skill-based matchmaking which forced the longer queue times if i'm then loaded into a match after 15 minutes or so yeah and then it's laggy i'm never gonna enjoy that yeah never it yeah. will never be worth it and i will only play social playlists it's a a problem it's a paradox like halo 5 if you are a high skill level australian player or a high skill level eu player it's almost impossible to find matches in certain playlists australians cannot play warzone assault <laughs> if you're a high ranked ffm player like champion in the eu you can wait 30 and 40 minutes to find a match because it won't expand that skill. It won't expand the pool of skill players to say, okay, you've waited long enough. Let's just open up the the floodgates a little bit more. How do the developers, you know, tackle that? Because they want, oh, this tight, good ranked experience. But if you do not have enough people in that skill bracket with low pings that they can connect to, you're in trouble. They just can't connect. Halo 5 is a great example of that. So... If they did implement ranked and social, we have to find a balancing point where skill-based matchmaking doesn't make searching for matches super long and impossible in some cases, right? I also think it's worth noting, Halo 5 has dedicated servers, is that correct? Yes. So people in the Destiny community saying, Bungie, just give us dedicated servers, that'll fix all of our problems. That's not necessarily true. No. They have to go back to the drawing board with what matters more, skill-based matchmaking versus the connection. Even with dedicated service, you still have to tackle that problem. You're still going to have a top 5% of players who have to either wait forever to get a match or open up that skill a little bit more wide so they can play a wider range of players. I think a lot of developers are scared of the whole social <laughs> and rank distinction now because why did everybody move away from it? Are they everything seems to have true skill is what I'm saying like even matches in destiny You don't have a visible rank There is a true skill behind you that matches you with people close to your skill or trying to do so Because there's a fear you don't want a fresh day one player Having to verse all these grizzly veterans like in halo 3 if you went into social slayer You would have some really hard matches. You'd have some really easy matches. I preferred that system so much more this grab bag experience than a lot of the issues that arise from everybody always needing to be matched with folks around their true skill. While we're on the Halo 3 hype train, (laughs) remember your first couple matches in Halo 3, they forced you to play one playlist. It was called Basic Training. Yep. And it was only new players. Only new players. And once you got to like level 3 or 5, you were then kicked out of Basic Training and forced into the regular It's good memories. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, let me do that. Like, as a new player, I don't want to play triple rec, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to get stomped, and I'm not going to have a good time, and I'll never touch Crucible again because I've had a poor experience right at the very beginning. Yeah. It's like like training a new puppy. You don't smack it when it bites you. (laughs) It's a puppy. It's going to do that kind of thing. You have to to train it how to enjoy life and everything the environment around it so yeah starcraft 2 did something similar way back in the day okay i'm dating myself in wings of liberty here they had a thing called training league which is basically like wood league it's a step below bronze and it played at a slower speed and you could only i think do five or six matches in there before you got booted out of it and they made all the maps basically 
impervious to rushes, so you had these giant rocks and wall-offs so you couldn't get cheesed, but it was a great way to introduce new players to the ladder in a safe environment. And then you'd enter bronze afterwards, and it was an easier experience, and I think that's a, a great idea. Let's talk also about the way the match tries to balance the skill players out. You know, one of the points brought up in the video from Planet Destiny was Iron Banner, we've all tried to play it solo, and it seems like you lose three, five games, get stomped, stomped, and then you finally get a team that has teammates on your side that have controllers, have thumbs, have a brain, and you win that one match. And then it seems like you get paired up with poorly skilled players for the next three or four matches, and then win one. And there's speculation here that the system tries to balance your teammates out to ensure a 50% win-loss ratio. Back in October, in one of the Bungie Weekly updates, Derek Carroll, senior designer, said this, the original design for Trials of Osiris employed no skill matching whatsoever. Instead of expecting teams to win roughly 50% of their games, and he puts in parentheses here, the goal of most matchmaking systems... You'd expect above average teams to win and below average teams to lose. While this was generally interesting, one of the side effects was that a capable team could breeze through a field of challengers to reach the lighthouse without really breaking a sweat. PvP Sherpas were even conducting lighthouse safaris for players who couldn't get there under their own power. End quote. So the emphasis of a lot of matchmaking systems is trying to get a 50% win-loss ratio for players. That leads it sometimes feels like you're being punished a little bit like <laughs> there's plenty of games where you're a solo player and you look on your team and you look up some of their stats and they're pretty fresh players and then you look on the other team and they're like that guy has 140 days played and his two other teammates have over 100 days played like <laughs> how does that even work i would like to see solo player options outside of rumble a lot of people like playing team-based crucible outside of rumble and, you know, Call of Duty does a playlist called Mercenary Mosh Pit, where it's yep. only solo queue players. Love to see that. I think that resolves that awesome. a lot of issues, right? I would. Yeah, I totally agree. That would make so much sense because I know I play Destiny Crucible by myself a lot because I'm on at the time that nobody else is on. You know, mm -hmm. we play our Destiny clan, a bunch of Australians and Europeans. You know, when I get home from work, Europeans are asleep and Australians are out having lunch, you know? And it's like, I play at weird times. You know, I wake up at 4.30, 5.30 in the morning and I play my video games before I go to work. You know, people aren't awake and I would love to see Mercenary. That would be, yes, yeah. let's do that. Awesome. Let's talk about special weapons. Now, this is a topic that uh, you're pretty adamant about and I think I agree quite a bit with you. What do you think special weapons should be in Crucible? What role should they have and what changes would you like to see if any they need to have more of an emphasis in terms of power weapons so mm -hmm. i think they need to go more towards that role so i don't remember when i said this and i don't even know if i've mentioned it on the podcast but in the beta of destiny mm -hmm. i think i said we shouldn't be allowed to spawn with special weapon ammo you did say that yep and i think that's true to this day we should not be allowed to spawn with shotgun in, in our pocket, snipers in our pocket. My idea, have everyone spawn with a sidearm. And then once the two or three minutes has gone by in the match, then you can pick up your sniper or shotgun ammo. I like that idea. that's when you can pull it out, you know? I think just having that power up and readily available as you spawn into the match, man, if you're good with that sniper, no one can touch you. No one. Yep. 
And the snipers are a high skill curve weapon. I love sniping in this game. But if you're hopping into like salvage or any of the 3v3 playlists and you're going against sweaty or good players, you're going to have three snipers on the other team who can basically have snipes up almost the entire game if they're controlling the special ammo spawns. I believe special ammo is in too much abundance. Sniping is amazing. It's a ton of fun. And if you are somebody who practices and gets good at it, you are rewarded. And that is awesome. But it's so prevalent that I find myself using snipers from the very opening of the match. Instead of forcing myself into getting to, into a primary uh, battle, oftentimes it's more advantageous to just snipe somebody. And if they were to reduce the special ammo count on the map a little bit and you don't spawn with it from the beginning of the game, I think that would improve things and have more an emphasis on primary gunfights. This is such a contested thing. I know a lot of people really love their special weapons, and we've seen two reductions that I can remember of special weapon ammo to try and reduce mm -hmm. their popularity. I, th I think it's still too much, right? I think there's too much yeah. special ammo around. Make it a little less abundant. It becomes more contested, more primary weapon fights. And again, if you've played Inferno Diddy, it's a really interesting, different experience because the lack of special ammo <laughs> off that spawn, you know? That is, yeah, it is really different. And this goes into the point I was making at the beginning of the show. Let's introduce more primaries. Put more emphasis on primary weapon kills. You know, mm -hmm. when you get that kill with that special weapon, it's plus 25 or plus 10 plus 15 extra points with the heavy weapon is to what 25 and i think special weapon is 10 or 15 20 something like that yeah. but it's just extra points in your pocket because you used a different weapon in because it's so prevalent people just run around using shotguns all day or snipers all day and that's all their points are worth and if they get 10 15 kills with that sniper or shotgun that's a lot of extra points just because you're using your favorite gun all the time. Absolutely. Well, join in progress is something also that I think should be mentioned. It was brought up in the video as well. Joining in progress into a losing match or a match that's about to be mercied is such an awful feeling. <laughs> like, and an Iron Banner, dude. It's a free medallion, but it happens far more often than it should. If, I mean, the mercy rule was an attempt to stop this and it has made it a lot better i will admit mercy rule was a step in the right direction but if a lot of people are just quitting out of a match and it's 2v6 and that six player team is like it's during the heavy round when you spawn in it's an awful feeling i wish we could just say no stop that but you also don't want to have mercy activate much sooner i don't have a solution for this do you um i think you can have join in progress up until the first heavy weapon drop. Mm -hmm. I think if you turned off um, whatever, turned off join in progress after the first heavy weapon drop, I think that's a, the, the game has enough time left to where it would be okay for you to join in and have a chance at coming back. Mm -hmm. um, and I, or like... Uh, as heavy weapons ammo is announced, that's when you can have the last person join in. So that's when they join in, hey, I have a heavy weapon option available. Then I can, let's go ahead and see if we can turn this around, you know? Absolutely. So in closing, I want to talk about monthly progression-based unlocks for both Crucible and PvE events. This would be things like 
during the month of January. Play 100 Crucible matches and you're going to unlock this emblem. Or win 10 trips to the lighthouse and you unlock this cool armor effect. Like, if you guys play the game during year one, those blue flaming helmets that you got for completing the Nightfall were so cool. I loved that idea, mm -hmm. and they reminded me of the flaming helmets from Reach, which was pretty rad. Or even the flaming helmets from Halo 3 if you were one of the uh, Bungie employees. But... Where is this stuff for PvE? Where is this <laughs> stuff for PvP? It could be so great if, like, you had some incentive to do... 10 Kings Fall Raids earns you this title or this cool emblem. It's a great way to keep people playing for stuff that would normally be thrown in as a microtransaction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like, give us a Glowhoo-style shader for completing the, like you said, King's Fall 15 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would give me incentive to go out and get that piece of iron. It doesn't have to be a shader. It could be an emblem. It could be like emblem. Said. Yeah. It could be anything. And it would be, oh, that's a really cool item. How did you get that? And I just be like, oh, this is how you get it. And it's like, oh, okay, I need to go do this thing now? Yeah, let me go do that because that's awesome. I want it. I'm going to go get it. 50 strikes in the month of Jan. Well, that's a lot. 30 strikes during this <laughs> month. And maybe it's a wider time frame other than that, but... It it's so cool of an idea to walk around the tower and you see a certain armor effect, like the guy's head is bright yellow or something. And you're like, oh my gosh, that guy has gone to the lighthouse or he's like an incredibly good PVP player in the upper percentile of people. It gives this awe factor. It's like, all right, well, that guy's done it this amount of times or in World of Warcraft, you have titles, so if you're doing well in PvP in the ranked areas, you'll have a title in front of your name. You're like, oh, that guy's High Warlord, Master Commander, Chief Power Power. <laughs> so, I think that'd be pretty rad. And I think, let's not forget that Sparrow Racing League, they had these unique items that were only available for a very limited amount of time. But we want more things like that. Yes, Bungie has implemented stuff like it for the Sparrow Racing League. Different shaders, different armor pieces, different sparrows. And you could only get that in the Sparrow Racing League. Mm -hmm. But we want more of those things because that was pretty good. Progression-based unlocks keep people playing your game. Period. Mm -hmm. Like, even if they're totally useless cosmetic things, it keeps people playing your game, grinding for something more. Grinding Grimoire was a thing. That's what we did in content droughts. And it was this number that's like, oh, yeah, that guy's got 3,600. Look at him. You know, we, that, that culture is kind of gone now that most folks I know who are regular hardcore players have pretty much come close to maxing it out, you know? Yeah, I remember before Taken King came out, I was grinding Grimoire pretty heavily. I would go and wake the hive a lot to get those <laughs> primary or auto rifle kills i think in one day i went from a thousand auto rifle kills to nine thousand you know just because yeah. I, I wanted to get that grimoire score because it was a thing yeah test mic check one two three one two there three there you go i hear you okay okay <laughs> i don't know what you said <laughs> i want to i want to say one more thing okay and then just going off that, like grinding auto rifle kills, if you get like 50,000 auto rifle kills at some point, the progression-based unlock would be a weapon skin or yeah, something like that. please. That would be so cool. Like I have my, um, what's it called? Uh, 
let's just go with the gun that everybody knows about. Uh, Ace of Spades. You know, it's an exotic hand cannon for the hunters, right? If I could color my Ace of Spades because I've gotten so many kills with it, I would love to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening today, you guys. More of a discussion-oriented DTS, but the weekly update comes back this Thursday. Expect some information on the dawning event, which will be our February event. It's supposed to be the size of the Festival of the Lost, so don't get your hopes up too hard, but we're finally moving into 2016, and hopefully we're getting some more info and content coming our way, but I'm enjoying these discussion shows, Diddy. It's been fun to chat, and it's going to be a big year for Destiny, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I could talk about this game for years, for years. And, you know, once the 10-year cycle is up for Destiny, we're going to be begging for more Destiny content. So, who knows? Moving forward, oh, it's going to be awesome. I love this game. Where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash DiddyDTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Remember to follow us over on Destiny the Show, at Destiny the Show on Twitter, and it's the same thing for Twitch. Check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com for all the awesome stat tracking stuff and resources they provide the community. Uh, you can follow me at BBK Dragoon, both on Twitter and YouTube, and you can check out all the links from today and more at DestinyTheShow.com. Thanks, Guardians. Have a great week, and we'll talk with you next time. Okay.